Hello, everyone, and welcome to issue number 96 of the Bad Carity Funky Podcast, the only Ooh. podcast that actually knew he wasn't crazy all along, which is more than what we can say for ourselves. Okay. Before we feed King, our wonderful little puppy that was from our childhood, let's see who's joining us this week. As always, we have Dave the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. Dot Chris. I'm your rational mind. Jay's Mac. Bob says I had a face for radio. And I'm your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Now that we've gotten that business and all those uh, those formalities out of the way, let's dive right into the conversation. Gentlemen, Legion. All right, so it starts out we're in the middle of the West, and there are angels delivering babies in a gas station. That's the movie. That's that movie that was unrelated to this, wasn't it? Wait, and this is, damn you, Chris. This I is the part we of the show where we realized Chris Bettany. watched the wrong thing. Oh, crap. Uh, Me too, man. Oh, right. We were supposed to watch that FX TV show that's loosely based off of, well, not loosely based, but it's supposed to be in the X-Men universe thing, the universe, yeah, okay. uh, where we have... The basically the most powerful mutant in uh, in the whole X Men universe and Marvel universe, well, one of the most powerful in the Marvel universes. Um, this guy who has a whole bunch of power, telekinesis, um, tele uh, telepathy, and um, he's kind of going crazy and he doesn't know what's happening. And uh, people are asking him a bunch of questions and he's just trying to figure out what's real, what's not, and what the hell he can do. Uh, done of the end of synopsis. That was it. End of synopsis. <laughs> good. That's a great synopsis. Yeah, that's nice. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, you know, b- before I, I think this is going to be an, our next point is going to be pretty interesting. Um, because we've all seen this at different points. I, I started watching this from episode one. Um, because I think I saw like a commercial while I was watching Fargo for it, and I was like, what is this? Um, Chris, I know you watched it a little bit later. Um, Jason, Dave, I'm not sure when you guys started watching it, but what I want to know is uh, what were your impressions going into this show? So for me, I was uh, I was watching it um, pretty recently. I'd say in the last like three weeks or so. A friend of mine, she watched it and she told me that it was really good and I trust her opinion on it. So I decided to check it out. Um, I saw commercials for it randomly again on FX as well, Greg. And I was like, what are these like babies? Like, what are they floating? I don't understand what's going on. Legion. All right. I'm not really sure. Um, and then somebody's like, oh yeah, it's, it's X-Men. I'm like, no, it's not. I absolutely not. I was like, I don't see a man in the wheelchair. I don't see a guy with claws. It's not fucking X-Men. Um, I was very wrong. It is. I think it's an excellent show. I, I mean, I was going in expecting to see like characters that I typically recognize out of you know the X Men cartoon or the X Men universe that we see in the movies, but we got kind of a side glimpse at a different character who's also really strong, um, and like a whole different you know team and a whole different you know group of people who are actually fighting kind of in this like little sidebar, if you will. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't the, know what the to X Men light, as I, as I call them. Yeah, yeah, X Men light, <laughs> right? Um, I didn't know what to expect, and uh, I went in, and I en- ended up watching a television program that was really artfully um, thought out, right? And also, just like the way this TV show was shot was gorgeous. Like everything about it, and it was really written well as well. Um, everything was just done right, and it was a new story for me even though I went in expecting and could have possibly been disappointed that I didn't see my 
regular classic X-Men uh, soda pop. But That's yeah. True. That's true. Um, I went in like with super high expectations. Like um, I didn't see it from episode one. I saw, I think from episode two or something like that. Uh, and everyone was going crazy about it. It was like, this is like the, the what was someone said? It's like the best X-Men movie that's not an X-Men movie. Like, and they, oh, and God. they were saying like, this is what, um, I think it might've been Nerdist was saying like, this is what X-Men movies should be. And I yeah. was like, all right, this is kind of setting the bar kind of high, even though, you know, X-Men movies have a pretty low bar in my mind anyways. Uh, and when I was watching it, I was not disappointed. I was a little disappointed that, you know, Legion didn't have his actual hair from the comics because if you guys haven't seen it, it's like freaking like it's like a flat top that like that yeah. like Will Smith from the 90s would be like Guile of. style. Guile, like Guile has style. nothing on that <laughs> at all. Um, but it was cool. It was like super, super well acted. Just like I said, Aubrey Plaza just like killed it. Just the the creep factor on her, especially when you start realizing mm-hmm. shit's about to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, just like doesn't miss a beat, and like I, I makes me it makes me hate the X Men movies more so, like Logan excluded. <laughs> now that this is out there, it, this the show is so good it makes the actual X Men movies worse, which I didn't well, think could the, be possible. I think one of the reasons why mostly is because especially in this show, like with anything that's like low budget or even just like syndicated. Yeah. They're relying on story more than like special effects. Well, they had some not decent same, special effects in there. It, it did. Had, it had its as, Yeah. It did, but not as much as like, let's say, um, first class, X-Men first class sure, sure. or like any of the other X-Men movies or Mara movies, right. you know, they gave you really good storytelling and like funky camera, camera tricks. And I think it worked out well. Yeah. Um, Really well. Like, I started this, like, episode one. Um, I just remember seeing the previews for, I think, during the Super Bowl. I forgot where I saw it, and then it had the X in the middle, and it's like, Legion. I know that name. That name sounds really familiar. Like, I knew it was something up with it, and of course it had to be X-Men because of the, uh, you know, X in the circle whatnot. Mm. And then, you know, I looked up, I was like, oh, yeah, it's this guy. He's the ass who started Age of Apocalypse. That's right. So, Hmm. yeah, he did. And so... I watched it and I was like pleasantly surprised. I didn't know what to expect. Um, the aesthetics were weird, though, I have to say. As beautifully shot as it was, I had a t- tough time in the beginning, even towards the middle, like trying to figure out what time period this all takes place. Right. I, I think that's from purpose. Well, I get it, but but it was just weird. Like they're all dressed like they're like from the '60s. Right. You know, they have like technology from the '60s, and I just it was weird. But then you know, there's a line that says, "Maybe I'll send him an email." Yeah. Right. That- <laughs> yeah, that weirded me out as well. I I'm having a hard time placing when this is supposed to be, too. But apparently I, I it's supposed just, to be fairly modern day. So. Yeah, I just assumed like late '90s, yeah, kind of thing. Oh, and it's just like a weird. Like we also don't know, like because a lot of the stuff we see through David's like eyes, like right, like how he perceives yeah. things, and that can't really be trusted at all. Cool. Yeah. So maybe he perceives like things as looking like they're in the '60s and really it's just like in the 2000s, like the modern day. I don't know. It's just odd. Yeah, you can go uh, down a serious rabbit hole trying to think about when this is and like who's what yeah. and everything like that, which happened to me a couple times, and uh, yeah. and I ended up just like shaking my head and be like, "All right, I gotta go to bed and sleep on this fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta think about what I just watched. It's confusing." So, uh. Let me tell you about my journey with this. Yes. Because, um, <laughs> fun fact, so they announced the show, and I was like, oh, that sounds cool. 
then I completely forgot about it until um, last week when we finished the podcast and we said, hey, what are we doing next week? And Greg was like, we're watching Legion. And I went, oh, yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> so then I was like, oh, man, like it looked all right, but I have no reason to really watch it. And then I went, wait a minute. The lead dude is friggin' Matthew from Downton Abbey. And I yeah, love yeah. that guy. Dan Stevens. So I was like, all right, sick. I'm going to watch it. Um, so I started watching it. And like right off the bat, it's like, as far as like the kind of hard to follow thing. Um, it is at, at first it starts off really hard to follow. But you're also supposed to be kind of as confused as David is. So I kind of I understood that. Um, and what Game of Thrones has ta- taught me is like if something doesn't make sense in a TV show, just stick it out. Eventually, you'll figure it out. <laughs> um, you know, one thing, a couple of like things I really liked about it, first of all, like the art direction is really interesting about this. Um, it kind of reminded me of Julie Taymor, who is uh, an art, basically like an art director um, responsible for um, the Spider-Man musical, as well as if you've seen the movie Across the Universe. Yeah. It's kind of hi- like uh, hyper realism, like or like not hyper realism, but like just beyond reality. Like they're just things are just kind of out of touch and kind of weird. Um, and one thing I really liked about kind of the content of the show is it doesn't talk down to the audience. It's very, it's, you know, it's it's superheroes, which we're kind of used to being, uh, have a certain feel. Um, but this is a very dense show. Um, there's so oh, much yeah. stuff. It, like, it's, it's pretty cohesive. Like, there is a pretty one kind of very cohesive storyline, but it doesn't... Um, it's not easy to follow, and so it, you really need to pay attention, and it's really meant for a smart audience of you to really dig in, and it doesn't um, – it's not your your afternoon yeah. summer blockbuster show. Yeah, it's um, – uh, my fiancé was playing on her – like, we watched the first episode together. She's like, oh, I'm watching it. Like, All right, cool. She, like, likes to play on, th- like, her phone, like, when she's watching things. And like maybe once at all, she'll look up for like thirty seconds and then like pay attention and look back down. She did not like the show because she's like, I just don't get it. And I was like, What do you mean? Like this is awesome. She goes, Yeah, but in like the thing with the thing, and I was like, They explain that in yeah. that episode. That's not one of the things you should be confused about. And she's like, Yeah, I think it's just not for me. And I was like, All right, that's fair. Uh, but yeah, to- like, like totally, you have to pay attention during this. I can like, see that. I, answer, I think in the second or third episode, and this is where I really I caught, it caught on for me, is where I all I did was answer a text message, I think from Sergio. Yeah. And I looked down really quick, looked back up, and I was completely lost. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, what just happened? Like, <laughs> yeah. he's in he's in her body now? Like, what, what, how, the fu- how did that happen? You know, yeah. like, it just... Com- yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I completely, like, lost it. So at that point, I'm like, all right, I can see where this is going. Yeah. Like... I'll admit the first two episodes did start off kind of slow for me a little bit. Um, probably because they're still establishing the story. But once it starts picking up, it really picks up. Yeah, yeah. Getting a lady really stuck inside up. of a wall is starting off slow, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was that the end of like episode two, though? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It probably, yeah. It probably yeah. was. Like, that's like, me, like right when it... Like right when it gets there, I'm like, whoa, and he's doing his thing and all that stuff. So <laughs> mm-hmm. that's one thing that's kind of good about like people get just getting started with the show is like the first episode, because it is kind of the most confusing of it. Um, and it very like it establishes what the show kind of feel, the feel of the show. It's you're going to know by the end of the first episode whether or not you want to stick with it. Like if you're yeah, not right. into how that happens, like you're not going to like the rest of the show. Yeah. Um, so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I really liked uh, that Jermaine Clement is just like in it randomly. Yeah, like, he can be in everything. I'm okay with that. I know. I'm not complaining. I'm just. Yes. I, it's yes. like it's like a perk. 
Because as soon as like they showed you like him in his crazy little like like freaking yes. ice cube world, I was like, oh my god! And how like diver ridiculous suit. is he? Yeah, the diver suit. Oh my god, oh, diver yes. suit. And he's like the only one that he's actually like, uses it really. Well, I guess. Why not did really. I get? He's double wearing stops. like his like leisure yes. suit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Do you oh, like yes. karaoke? You like some karaoke? So that's where it's kind of that's he's the kind of the anchor point of where you kind of figure out where the timeline is because he's kind of in that 70s type of garb and that you know that he's been in this uh kind of stuck in that world for, a while. for 21 years yeah, yeah. so yeah. but again that makes no sense because if it's taking place like in 2017 which it seems like it is that means 20 years ago brace yourselves was 1997 that's true yeah, I don't. So think, it still makes no sense. I don't think it's supposed to be necessarily 2017, but yeah. maybe early 2000s or something. Because you know, if if someone has email, see, like I still think like 90s, because like you know, like the, all the jumpsuits and things like that. That just like reminds me of like a 90s like kind of like feel. Um, also, just I don't know. There's some other things I can't really think of right now that I was just like, like maybe it's just like the X Men that I really like, like the cartoon was in the 90s. So maybe that's why my brain yeah. went there. But it just like made sense to me. No, Greg, I'm in that same boat. Like I think that um, because like that that like 60s and 70s kind of like clothing style and everything like that almost made a resurgence in like the late 90s, you know. And I feel like that's that's true. That was like right right. area where they're like, oh, it could be it could be cyclical with this kind of uh, fashion. So that's why I feel like it was like the 1998, 1999 where email would have been relevant and kind of common for somebody to say oh yeah i'm just throwing an email out to him um yeah and then they were also you know driving semi-older cars and things like that that's so that's why i kind of feel it's stuck mm-hmm. there yeah and then david was wearing that sweet t-shirt and vest combo I was yeah that. i was into that yeah it was cool <laughs> it was like like he it was that upside down triangle is that the t-shirt you're talking about yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that's not even like Legion. So like in in the comics, um, and they hint this. They never explicitly say it, but they hint it so heavily, um, in the in the show that they they say that David uh, was adopted. So he, like he mm-hmm. has a sister. She's adopted. She doesn't have any powers and things like that. Um, and David is super powerful, right? Uh, like you're saying, he's a telepath and telekinetic. Um, in the comics, he is the son of uh, Professor Xavier. So it kind of makes sense that he's like so super powerful. Uh, but we saw the wheelchair once. We did see the wheelchair. We the did wheel, the yeah, wheelchair. We did wheels, which also kind of makes more sense that it would take place like late nineties. Yeah. Right. Um, so it, un- unlike in the um, in the show though, in the comics, uh, he has the ability to absorb a person's psyche into him as an alternate personality and manifest their superhuman abilities if they have any. Um, hmm. When they are, you know, when he does that. So that's how he gets like telepathy, telekinesis, even as uh, pyrokinesis, time travel, reality warping, stuff like that. So if he absorbs your psyche and you can like sneeze and destroy a planet, then he can do that too. Um, so that's kind of like, but like that's kind of, I guess that's tougher to do live action too, and it's a little more complicated than just being like he's just a crazy, super powerful telekine, tele, telekinetic, and tele, uh, telepathic. Yeah, because they did it in X Men Apocalypse. We saw how that turned yeah, out. Right. <laughs> So no there's a bit of a there's a bit of rogue in David is is what you're saying, yeah yeah Le Rouge it, it, it's like it's Rouge. like a, a like a psychic rogue yeah kind of right because um, rogue has to actually touch him right where he mm. he just has to absorb him probably through whatever um, 
I really kind of like how this whole show was almost done through like, or not the whole, but like the majority of it was done through like the psychic plane. And you yeah, never really tell plane. which is which, which is super awesome. Like you, the, the X-Men movies, I think are often credited as bringing back the superhero genre after like, all you know, those miserable Batman movies that kind of came out towards the end. Um, Blade was right before it. And I think Blade paved way the X-Men and X-Men opened the floodgate. Um, yeah. And so they always tried to be dark and gritty and violent and things like that. And then they just like got campy at some point and really started to fail. Um, and I, I think that's where this really picks that that theme up and that vibe where they're just trying to make a good story um, that they could fit within a budget and also make it less about the beginning anyways as the powers and more about the character and what yeah. happens if you have these abilities you know even in a world where mutants exist that's not their first that's not where you go to first their right. first thought isn't oh you're a mutant it's like oh you're fucking batshit crazy <laughs> and then they kind of like stay take it from there so I thought that was super interesting too uh something else that's been highly debated debated is if this even takes place in the x-men cinematic universe or if it's a separate entity um I've heard it both ways. Like I, when I was watching it, I was kind of viewing it as its own like kind of thing. But then I thought like, how awesome would it be if like, you know, especially uh, towards the end when he's David's talking to himself as his rational mind and they pretty much just show a stick figure of professor X as his dad in like the same <laughs> yeah. suit and everything. And he's bald. Like how awesome would it be if like Patrick Stewart showed up? Right. That'd also be awesome. the best part of, best part about that scene is that the rational mind was just his actual voice. I know. Cause he's <laughs> actually British. <laughs> I, I'm starting oh, to notice, like, British actors who do American accents, they all sound like Hugh Laurie to me. Like, correct. Hugh Laurie doesn't use an American accent. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> the kind of pretty bassy. Yeah. Um, yeah, tone. You know, if you think about it, it, it probably wouldn't even be Patrick Stewart that shows up. Like, if they really want to stick with the continuity and the age of the character, yeah. it could even be James McAvoy. I, oh, wow. But, like, he's, like, the same age. As right, but they David. would make him look a little bit older, whereas, like, it might be easier to make him look older than make Patrick Stewart look younger to fit the age range of where this character is supposed to be. Patrick I Stewart guess. doesn't age. Yeah, he... <laughs> That's very true. Um, I, th- I, th- I think they're going to go the easiest route, which is to not have him in it at all. That too. Yeah, just to talk about him. Bastardos. So the answer is, does this take place in uh, in the... X-Men universe or not, the answer is a definite maybe. Definite maybe. Definite. <laughs> it's definitely possible. <laughs> Signs point to maybe. <laughs> yeah, it is both. It's kind of like Schrodinger's TV show. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Basically, until until something happens where it's definitely one way or the other, it's both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so kind of going on that, we talked about um, David Holler, right? What's that actor's name? I forgot. I have heard Dan, Dan Stevens. Stevens. We have we talk about Dan, Dan Stevens, Stevens acting like fantastic, phenomenal job, right? Like you really you really feel for the character. Um, you don't trust him at times, which is really cool. Like as soon as you realize he's like a super unreliable narrator, narrator, you're like, oh god, what about, what's going on? <laughs> um, for me, Sid, played by uh, Rachel Keller, didn't really do it for me. Like super cute girl, like you know, nice looking, but like. Acting skills felt like I don't know. Yeah, she was there. Yeah, yeah. Like wasn't wasn't quite there. She was yeah. adequate. I'll agree with you. She didn't really stand out as much as like other actors in the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bill Irwin. Like man. I feel like I feel like she could have been like any actress could have played her character. 
Now, it could have been just her acting or just how she was directed, but it just didn't seem as... Don't get me wrong. She was like a strong plot point. She's the reason why David started becoming what he was becoming in a way, yeah, but sure. you're, you're right. It's like... Yeah, anyone could totally like that. a, a deer caught in headlights kind of look the whole show, <laughs> like the whole time. She's just super surprised by everything. Yeah. Oh God, I'm on camera. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Abu Plaza nailed it. Killed it. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Just, you know, for, for like, I've only seen her in a couple times personally myself. Like I've seen her in like, obviously in Parks and Rec. Um, I didn't watch that terrible movie with um, Mike and Jack? Dave need wedding dates. Yeah. 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 I didn't watch that. No, th- or, no thanks. No thanks. Or Dirty Grandpa. Or no, didn't watch that either. No thanks. Yeah. Um, I can't I, tell you what else I've seen her in though. Now I'm really thinking about it. Scott uh, Pilgrim. It, Scott Pilgrim. She You're was right. in that for two seconds. Wasn't she in um the Safety Not Guaranteed as well? Oh yeah. Yep. 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 You're right. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So I am. Um, I at the, with the exception of the end. I, I don't know. She didn't at the beginning. Uh, she wasn't selling it for me. In, in the beginning, be I was like, what if she's not real? I thought she was trying a little too hard. Like, it seemed like she was trying really hard at the beginning. But then at the end, when she's yeah. skipping around doing her crazy things, that was wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when the big reveal happens and you're like, oh, God. Yeah. Well, I think also, like, in the beginning, she was still trying to, or rather, it was still trying to hold on to that facade of being, like, the crazy chick from the, the Sane Asylum. Right, yeah. The girl interrupted. You know, because, like, in the Sane Asylum, she was very believable as someone who's just not all there. Mm-hmm. So, so I think the creature was trying to, cause I, I'll agree with this. felt like it was like overacting, but I felt like, I think it was intentional to show the creature was still trying to portray her as that. It was like you April be, it reminded me of April being Janet snake hole. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. But yeah. But that. then by the end I was like, all right, I'm on board. Yeah. Yeah. It's especially, um, yeah. Like that, that whole, just like, she's in that suit. And she's like chasing like oh. dudes through like their their own mind or whatever. I'm like, oh god, yeah. This is, man. And like they they started to do like the silent movie stuff. It's like yep. this is yeah. phenomenal. This is great. That was crazy. And that I, I don't know if it's like her facial features, what is, but when they got like in all like the the messed up makeup and the contacts, she looks fucking scary, dude. Like, yeah. I, I've seen my fair share of like scary movies, but she looked spooky as hell, that man. Was the, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know. It's moving mm-hmm. around like that, yeah. Uh, the carries, or Carrie and Carrie. Yeah. That's so Bill Irwin uh, as the the dude Carrie. Yeah. Um. So he he's interesting because he pops up in a bunch of different places. He's actually a uh, a if you can believe it, classically trained clown. What uh, really? Yeah. I actually that one of the first times that I saw him, um, a friend of mine is really into like a bunch of different theater things, and he had this special that Bill Irwin did where he was talking about a new theater, and he was like. He was doing some mime things, but he was doing different, like, he was doing, taking it in different directions, and, you know, he was a talking mime, basically, and would almost, like, Penn and Teller style, like, kind of break down what he was doing um, on stage. It was very, very interesting. That's so cool. But I see him pop up all the time. For instance, um, like I mentioned Julie Taymor earlier, uh, he actually was in Across the Universe. Um, If you've ever seen Sesame Street in the last, you know, I don't know, 20 years, you've seen him as Master Noodles. Oh, jeez. No way. He was in Interstellar. He was in Interstellar. He played Tars. Yeah. Dude pops up all over the place. Yeah, that dude's awesome. And he's awesome. Yeah. Hmm. I actually thought that um, Amber Midthunder. What an awesome last name. And that's my last name now. I am now Greg Midthunder. (laughs) I'll have to change all my paperwork. Uh, It's (laughs) Midthunder Night's Dream. (laughs) 
But uh, I thought she did really well, like opposite of him. Mm. Like they had like a really uh, believable I, relationship. I love how they explained that how she's significantly younger than him. Yeah, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So yeah. uh, for those of you who did not watch the show, um, Carrie and Carrie are pretty much one in almost one in the same person. Um, Carrie is, I guess, the mutant and Carrie just kind of was generated by him one day, I guess you would say, as yeah. a child. Um, so Carrie only ages when she's um, outside of Carrie's body. Right. So lost you yet. have Carrie, who's what, like a 40 year old man. 40 like mid 40s and she is i want to say 20s at the oldest Mm -hmm. it's very interesting dynamic where he's he's this the mind of it all he's the brains of the operation and she's almost like the bodyguard right Uh, and throughout this show we actually see their roles becoming reversed almost where instead of be having like the friend or peer relationship you almost have like a father-daughter relationship going on right um, and they also share like a psychic connection, which I thought was kind of interesting where she, there's a scene where Carrie gets the crap beaten out of her and Carrie feels every single punch and a very inter- interestingly shot uh, little little segment there. Um, was there anyone else like did any other roles stick out for anyone? I think like um, back to what you were saying with like Amber Mid Thunder, like. The dynamic was cool, but I thought she was trying way too hard to be tough. I did not believe it whatsoever. Really? Yeah. Just, uh, I, I don't know. Just something about the way she talked. Like, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a fight. Fight. Watch. You'll see. Just, she sounded like a little kid. Like, and it just does wasn't, I mean, maybe that's what they were going for, but it just wasn't working for me at all. I felt like she was trying way too hard to be tough. I, th- I think opposite hard. of um, Sid, she was way more believable. Because Sid, Damn I just, it. I don't know, I just didn't, just, for me, it was way too dimensional. Um, well, what about Melanie Bird? We didn't talk about Jean Smart. Melanie Bird. She's, she's okay. good. She's, she's she a, good, a good Professor X light. Yeah. <laughs> she was okay until Oliver pretty much was freed. Or when like there was a snippet of Oliver basically about to come out. That's mm-hmm. where she, I think she really shined because at that point she was just, like you said, Professor X wannabe. That's why I paint her as, like the way that she was portrayed. Yeah. But once she got whiff of like Oliver could be free from the astral plane, it's almost like that's where the tortured soul of who she is came out. Mm-hmm. Like you really got to see, and everything made sense. The coffee machine, why it had that certain voice, why she was standing in front of it for so long in one of the scenes and like asking, having say, the same like question or story or anecdote. You got to see like her, her like expand pretty much from there, and like the pain in her face when, when Oliver didn't like recognize her. Right. Yeah. Um, which brings me to a fantastic segue, Dave. Thank you. Uh, brings me to I, I think my favorite character in the whole show, Oliver. Oliver Bird, Jermaine Clement, just like the the kookiest, nuttiest mutant that you will ever meet. Like, <laughs> he just ever. wanted to start a the. You know, barbershop quartet. That's all I wanted to do. A little karaoke night. Have some martinis. (laughs) Sorry about the ice, though. We can't do anything about that. (laughs) Um, He was. I. The only thing I think that would have made me happier um, with Oliver is if he broke the fourth wall. Oh yeah, that would be cool. Like like I, I love everything about the portrayal, the casting, the direction. 
like just everything like his when he's not crazy he almost had like a like a yoda vibe for me where he's just this like <laughs> crazy hermit that lives in the like the middle of nowhere with no one else but himself but he knows everything but you, you yeah. have to get him to concentrate to get those answers like it, like not just go off on a, on a tangent just because he's super excited that there's another human being here or another being yeah um but like jason what do you got what do you think about oliver yeah um I only wanted to see Oliver have a friend named Brit. Um, Brit. Hello, Brit. Or I wanted to see him, you know, dance, uh, break out into a little bit more song. He kind of broke out into some, like, some poetry at first, right? (laughs) When you first see him. And I'm like, wait. And, like, this is, like, where I was, like, starting to fall asleep. And, like, I woke up for a second when, like, this episode started. I was like, am I watching the fucking Flight of the Concords right now? And, like, I was just so excited. Um, and then I was still excited when it was still Legion, so I like I like having <laughs> Oliver there. But um, he's when he's in it, he it's always Flight of the Concords. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It is yeah. like yes. no matter what he's yes. in. Yep. Correct. No matter yes. what, he's just Flight of the Concords. He's one yeah. Concord. Um, but I gotta say, my favorite character is actually the mem- uh, the memory artist. Um, it's oh T- yeah, Tanomi Wallace is the guy's name, and I love that that little banter he has with David, right? Where he's like, yep. So, uh, he's like, you gotta, you gotta let go. He's like, I remember everything. He's like, I remember my own birth. And he's like explaining his birth to Dave and David's just kind of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, first of all, I just woke up next to a lion or like a stuffed lion or a stuffed bear or something like that. I forget what it was. And all of a sudden this guy's telling me about how he remembers literally everything that's ever happened. And I'm like, that's so cool, man. Like I just I wish that was a real thing, maybe it is for some people, or some mutants. Wait, you guys don't remember your birth? <clears throat> yeah, you I remember yours. Awkward, awkward. Um, I forgot about him. Actually. I was born like, in mental asylum. An important part of the show, but I just completely like spaced on him. Like, I, I think it's just because he was so cool, calm, and collected like the whole time. Yeah, I liked his suits. Like he always wore yeah. like some really like GQ stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, his weaponry, he had a Luger, a Tommy gun, like, the guns he used were all, like, old, like, old school, like, firearms, but they're all, like, cool looking. They, they fit his style. He was yeah. a gangster. Yeah, when we brought the Tommy gun, it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that makes perfect sense. Yes, use a Tommy gun. But, but again, I, that, I think that, like, might have attributed to, like, the, the time dilemma that we keep on having. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. We're like, who the fuck has a Tommy gun anymore? That, that kind guy. Of shit. Because he also wears a scally cat. That's true. That's true. Um, the eye, the guy with the, oh, the monkey God. eye, right? Eh. Played by Mackenzie Gray. Uh, the interesting best thing look. he did was die. Yeah, that's true. I mean, like <laughs> crazy dude. Like he, I think he made that last scene or that last scene. I think it was the last couple episodes. Pretty hectic. Where um, Carrie is just trying to like get out of this place, and she's fighting off hallucinations plus him, and the hallucinations mm-hmm. don't seem to be bothering him at all. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed it was pretty loose. Like there wasn't a good explanation of like why he was was chasing her. He was just doing it. But that's fair. Yeah, it was very loose. It was basically like, hey, I'm the bad guy with very unclear motivations of why I'm doing this. I want to say like he suffered from like Darth Maul syndrome where he looked really cool. And I want to see him do more, and then they just kill him at the end. You're yeah. absolutely right. But what a spectacular death where yeah. he gets crumpled. Oh, 
God. Literally he got crumpled. put into a trash compactor. Yeah. Oh a mental God. trash compactor. This is so cool. So cool. Uh, Clark. The, uh, the the government. I only know his name, by the way, because I'm staring at the IMDb page. So, um, <laughs> Oh, the guy that got burned. So the guy who got yeah. burned, Two-Face, right? The, the yeah. guy from the beginning. Like, what a, what a fantastic setup for like a season two villain. In my opinion, right? Is he gonna, is he going to be a villain though? I, is could, he really? Yeah, especially the way it ended. It could go either way, in my opinion. Like, like I, I debate this a lot. Like, there's no way that he's like cool with being crispy. <laughs> you know? being cool with being crispy. <laughs> hey, that was good. That was hey. a good play on words. Love it. But he was even like we didn't see him as much as other characters. He was very like just pimp yeah. he always seemed like in control you know even when you know like when you find out he wasn't like in control yeah. yeah especially when they're talking saying he's gonna be go on desk duty all right i'll bring the desk with me to the field no we, they recommend you being on desk duty he goes let me explain this i have third degree burns over 40 percent of my body my husband cried himself to sleep every night if you put me on a desk i'm going to the field and getting revenge just the way he says yeah. it it's like fuck, but like the, the anger in him like that just doesn't go away no, nah. you know, not not with that kind of ending. But um, we'll we'll get to the ending. But like I, I thought his portrayal, like the the, I think he was one of the few characters that actually developed throughout the show. Yeah. Like if you really think about like everyone from beginning to end, um, with the exception of David no longer having a psychic parasite in, inside of him, doesn't really change that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. but Clark went through this whole like metamorphosis mm-hmm. which is just like really cool to see and i didn't even realize that there wasn't a lot of character development going on until like after i watched the last episode and i was like no one really changed there was <laughs> no there was, there was like like the world is exactly the same as it was before except for everything about david is well i mean all, like, like even, the whole thing even, is about david's reality though so that is completely changed but like she still jumped to another like powerful psychic mutant Wait, what do you mean? Sorry. So like, so like, um, I'm I'm talking like like yeah, David like David is is so, at the end, David is free from the psychic parasite, right? And we'll we'll say exactly yeah. the name, and everything, a little bit later, um, but it jumps from him to um, Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, in the end. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So like, she in, in the end, it's still in a psychic, and it's still gonna get there. Maybe not as powerful of a psychic, but it's still like, <laughs> and like like it would be a lot. I'd be a lot like happier if it was in like beagle where it can't do anything it's just like in a dock um platypus but plat- oh my god platypus. oh my god psychic platypus psychic is my platypus. new band my new psyduck <laughs> my new band we are psychic platypus um we, we keep on kind of like walking around in circles around this let's just bring it up the the big reveal the big thing um this whole scenario we talk about psychic parasites and stuff like that um David kept on having these weird hallucinations, kept on seeing this like obese, like man, like bald, just like terrifying, terrifying yellow eyes, just like not a settling thing to see. And whatever, after he looked away, he couldn't remember seeing it. Um, And there's a while where it's like, who could it be? And I remember there's some speculations. Um, A lot of people thought it was... um, Mojo from the X Men franchise because he's just like a big yellow yeah. dude that just like you know no spine stuff like that, um, but it turns out it's actually the Shadow King, 
which is super interesting because I never thought that I would see like the Shadow King in a live action thing at all. And they, they definitely took some liberties. I mean, I've seen a couple different versions of kind of how Shadow King can look, but usually he's just like this giant muscular shadow, like the Hulk's shadow is how I usually see it with like a big shit, shit eating grin. That's what I'm used to seeing. Mm. Um, but they really took that to like that next step, right? There was like this very unsettling thing. Um, and in order to survive, he had to manipulate how he looked into a friendly face um, in the guise of Aubrey Plaza Lenny. And then not only did he have to do that afterwards, but he realized, shit, like I really have to survive here. I have to work myself into his memories so that way he doesn't like he doesn't think things are weird. There's another entity always near him. Um, so that's why I keep on making those beagle cracks is because in his childhood, um, the Shadow King disguised himself as King the Beagle. Uh, this is the dog that they found out in the wild. And you realize that he didn't actually have a fucking dog when his sister um, oh, yeah, says literally it. says we never had a dog. Right. And, and when she says that line, it, to me, it had a couple different implications, right? Uh, it's either he's crazy and hallucinated a dog his whole life. Um, or he's manipulating reality around him to where he had a dog, but no one else remembers the dog. Mm -hmm. One or two. Um, which I don't think was the intent for that line. I think the intent was, what's the dog? But when you have right. a mutant that can like do almost anything, literally seal people inside of walls by accident, that's the kind of power that you have. Whoops. Um, yeah, whoops. Uh, <laughs> seemingly no end. Like, it, like... There's so much power that it didn't make sense, the things that he could do. You just had to say, fuck it. He's just like a powerful mutant. That's all you, that's all you can do. <laughs> um, what did you guys think of this reveal? It was I'll agree with you. Like, um, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I don't know much about the Shadow King except for what little comics I read, like Age of Apocalypse mm -hmm. or um, the X-Men cartoon. They brought up the Shadow, the Shadow King also. Um I thought it was interesting. Like, I wasn't upset or surprised. I mean, I was surprised. Like, oh, crap, Shadow King. I remember that guy. But I wasn't upset about it. I thought it was kind of cool because I remember him being, like, some kind of giant psychic entity. Mm -hmm. And which makes sense for the character. Makes sense for the story. And also makes sense for, like, the Professor X possible, like, reveal at some point. Um, I thought it was cool. Hmm. Okay. Uh, anyone else? And, and uh, you can like you can say I don't know who the fucking it. Shadow King is. That's a completely acceptable answer. <laughs> who does? Um, yeah, enlighten us, Greg. For those who don't know at yeah. home, for those who don't know playing at the playing the home game. Yeah, I didn't know who the Shadow King was. I just knew that this gross, like grotesque, you know, thing that just had yellow eyes that was haunting David all the time was gonna, you know, play a bigger role eventually and where we see it kind of manipulating his entire thoughts about like who some of the closest trustworthy compartments of his brain were kind of leading him along. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I don't know. It's just, I just knew it was going to be a terrible time for him. Um, and for you to find out that it's actually this, this, you know, long lasting mutant this entire time. It's not like a part of his brain. It's not like a scary, you know, bad thought. It's not an evil part of him. It's it's somebody else. It's an mm -hmm. actual person uh, controlling and kind of manipulating his life for a while. Um, was cool to find out. Yeah. 
Um, for these who don't know, straight from the Wikipedia page itself, the Shadow King, also known as Amal Farouk, which is cool they used his name in the show. Like, they didn't really have to. They could have just said the Shadow King and moved right along. But they kept on saying, like, Farouk, Farouk. I remember that. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, he's a fictional character, a published by Marvel Comics. The Shadow King is an entity of pure psychic energy, which feeds on a hatred of humanity, manifesting itself by possessing the bodies of humans. Uh, powers include telepathy, possession, immortality. Uh, has associated himself with the Dark X-Men, Gladiators, and Brotherhood of Mutants. So that last one is not surprising. Mm. Yeah. Hmm. Um, his origins are unclear. Um, it is uh, usually a, he's usually considered a multiversal manifestation of the dark side of the human consciousness and spawned by the first nightmare. That's fucking intense. The first That's nightmare great. is possessing the world's most powerful psychic movie. <laughs> right? That's terrifying. I kind of like that. I kind of like that the reveal was kind of like um, Ex Machina, where they kind of, keep telling you like this is what this is what it is like it was very much more surface level than i was expecting mm -hmm. it was he's seeing this thing and it wasn't like that thing was representing something else it was oh no that's the thing that's messing with him yeah yeah <laughs> and i kind of liked that the twist was that it wasn't as much of a twist as you expect that's true it was a very literal uh kind of presentation of what was going on and i appreciated that because I, it was Still a twist yeah. that it wasn't as much of a twist. Well, it was a very like comic booky, <laughs> like splash page kind of reveal too, right? Like when for me, when it's when um, Aubrey Plaza at the end of I don't remember what episode, um, but it's after David mistakes the possession swap. So they go to the lighthouse, they invade it. Oh yeah. Um, she Sid possesses the guy with the like the one eye guy or whatever the the blind eye guy the eye the eye and oh, yeah. um, he's they're driving away. David sees this being manipulated by Avi Plaza and, and like breaks in, stops everything, and then he's laying on the ground and she like like you see this like shadowy version of her like wrap her arms around him and then episode end, and I'm like yeah. oh god that's so cool. <laughs> At that point, I was like, I still don't know what's going on. But this is I'm so down. This is so fucking cool. Oh, we haven't talked about him going to rescue his sister yet, and how friggin' awesome that scene was. Yeah. Oh my god. Where he was just friggin' decimated and was skipping through a oh. warehouse, friggin' ripping people apart. Akira yeah. style. That was awesome. So cool. <laughs> so cool. I and I like that they didn't really show. They showed. They gave you like some hints of what he yeah. did. But they didn't show you exactly what it did, which makes it completely worse, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, just because me imagining what he could have done is way worse than what they would have shown. It's just like, ooh, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I could just, like, picture just, like, I, I think I could just, I could just like, piece it together from, like, things I've watched from other movies and shows. And just, like, I was happy with the end result. Um, his sister was, like, completely forgettable to me, though. Katie Essendon yeah. from uh, The League. Yeah, I can't ever forget about her. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Um, I guess. <laughs> oh, jeez. I guess. I, for a while, I thought that she was, like, his mom. And, like, there's, like, a couple episodes where I'm just, like, she's really young to be playing his mom. And then, like, I don't know, like, I must have just, like, missed something or, like, got, like, a drink or something when they were doing, like, any sort of exposition for that. And then I was, like, oh, it's his sister. Okay. This makes, that makes sense. this makes way more sense now than the the, <laughs> the rationale I was making in my mind why they're so similar aged. Um, who is your favorite character? That this whole thing. You guys know mine is Oliver. 
Oh. The Angry Boy. Oh, nice. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, I, the Crooked Man from The Conjuring 2. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm, I've seen many of horror movies, but this is just a show and there's like so many elements that scared me about it <laughs> or just left me unsettled or I had to go outside and just smoke my pipe just to cool down. Um, but the angry boy, whenever he showed up and they would show him in such a way that would make me like jump out of my chair or just maybe like, fuck this and pause it and just like go downstairs and just walk around for a second and hold my cat. Like he was just, a, I, I liked him. It, the angry boy didn't do much. He was only like, like, like four or five episodes at the most. And even at that point, it was like a handful of like times, like for a couple minutes, but it was enough to like, just leave an impact on me personally. And it was freaky as hell. Oh. And just. For any cosplayers listening to this right now, if you cosplay as the Angry Boy at New York Comic Con, whatever, I will be so, so happy. Like, so happy. Interesting. Uh, Jay's back. Um, like I said, the uh, the mind architect or the memory. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's there, yeah. 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 Memory artist. Yeah. Tonomi, I think his name. Tonomi. Tonomi. Versus Dragon Ninja? Obi-Wan Patinobi. <laughs> it's all right we'll workshop that we'll get that there yep. um uh Christy, i'm gonna go. say i'm just gonna say david i yeah thought he really? was awesome yeah i'm gonna be cheesy okay. and say the damn main character <laughs> um he was so like deliciously naive the whole time yeah yeah and badass so I liked where they ended it where it's like oh yeah you have control of your mind and you went from like struggling at life to building towers out of groups of people yeah. oh my god <laughs> oh that that That's scene awesome. towards the end where he was just meditating in midair just fucking cool yeah. just that was the edge that it's cool uh beth do you guys agree with the the sentiment that this is the best x-men live action adaptation yeah really definitely remember I'll we live in a world where that. logan is a thing Oof. well is logan really an x-men adaptation i mean Grant, he's an X-Man, but it's mostly about Logan rather than the X-Men yeah, themselves. This is mostly about yeah. Legion than it is about the X-Men themselves. The X-Men aren't even referenced or aren't even mentioned here. It just has a slight reference. That's true. Oof. They really throw a wrench in your Damn works. It. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Fuck you, Greg. I think it was the most arty. Yeah. Yeah. The arty of them. It was probably the best, uh, the best presentation and kind of deep version of it yeah um but i would say it's on par with uh it's on par with logan i'd say okay. what i'm gonna say is uh this is the best adaptation of a live action character on a television network i forgot to set up the lava lamp damn it <laughs> Which, i mean it's the only one. <laughs> uh I'm, I'm gonna agree with in chat we have uh boulevard gaming bebo what's going on buddy um it's a def defo the best marvel live action tv show i'm gonna have to agree with that oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> victor and yeah. i are on the same page <laughs> although although netflix I don't know, man. Oh, fuck yeah, you're right. But I like, I like, I like that this was kind of its own thing. Um, this had its completely different vibe from what we've seen. Yeah. From well, this, from this isn't the first like X Men TV show. They had like Generation X in the nineties. Oh was yeah, that, I forgot about Generation remember X. Remember that? That was hmm. I'd never watched it, but it I was forgot, I'd not. I forgot about that shit show. Like I remember watching some commercials and it did not look good. 
So <laughs> I can't comment on the quality, just on my the perception of the quality. And it was not that good. Unless there's a beagle just manipulating my memories, in which case, I don't know. Um, cool. Right on. Final thoughts on the show. It, it's up there. Yeah, it's up there. It's definitely up there for like some of the, one of the better Marvel shows, and I liked it. Yeah. It was good. I, 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 I think everyone can agree, right? That like this is a good show. Um, it, it's well written for the most part, well acted. Um, special effects were pretty on point for throughout most of it. Um, and it, no one expected. I don't think anyone was really anticipating it. Yeah, no. it, it just came out of nowhere, it, and it like blew my socks off personally. It's unlike anything you've really ever watched, right? Exactly, which is good. Which I, I kind of like when they they expand the the comic book, like you know, the comic book media genre, right? Because like in the comics, like the, this things kind of happen a lot because you know it takes a lot less time and money to create like a, a trade paperback than it does an actual miniseries or a television show. Um, so you get a lot of crap and you get a lot of great stuff. Uh, final thoughts on the show before we move on to the next segment. It's good. It was awesome. Awesome. Watch it. Everyone, good. Watch it. You heard it here, guys. Watch it. If you haven't watched it already, sorry we spoiled everything, but you still should fucking watch it. Uh, And if you don't like the first episode, stop watching it. Stop watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you don't like the first episode, get off your phone and watch it. Oh. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. Shots fired. It's a good thing she doesn't listen to this podcast at all. Otherwise, (laughs) I'd be sleeping up here. Greg's not going to have a fiance tomorrow, man. Holy shit. (laughs) <laughs> all right guys that brings us to our next segment which is as everyone knows our secret question secret question it's a secret and a question we don't know what it is secret secret I got a secret secret question sticks no one okay great I was, I was waiting to see how far that went Oh, we can keep uh, the answer down. was not yeah, very far. Could. Nope, it's over now. It's too late. Uh, gentlemen, tonight we talked about Legion, the FX television series, not the early 2000 Paul Bettany movie with angels and stuff. Um, bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> uh, we talked about what we really liked, what we didn't like. Um, I wouldn't say we didn't say anything we didn't like. Things that didn't quite go over as well. Um, what I'm going to ask is, it's kind of one of our generic secret questions, but I, I still love hearing the answers to things like this. Um, you are approached by FX to choose the next comic book property um, to be done in a similar style to Legion. What do you choose? Ooh. Ooh. And we are going to start with Jace Mack because he's moving the most right now. Oh, oh good. Oh, no scratch after I said Jace Mack. <laughs> <laughs> Um. All right, yeah, I would go with Teen Titans. Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Yep. Fuck it. It's already been done twice before as a cartoon, so why not just do? No. Yeah. No. Teen Titans. Fuck you you could get like a good solid like <laughs> Teen Titans, pretty dark shit going on. Dude, Deathstroke comes from Teen Titans. Yeah. Deathstroke's son was a Teen Titan. Yeah. That's some fucked up shit. Son of a Titan. Or is it just all through the, the eyes of, of Cyborg's robot eye? So it's all just ones and zeros? Yep. The whole show. <laughs> Terrible. Um, Chris, what about you? 
Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer seasons eight and nine. Ah, uh, that's not bring it good. back. No, it's not going to bring happen. it back. Did you did you read those? No, I did not. They're good, man. I, I like. They're good. I'm strangely selective about my comics. Like I generally try. I don't know. Like something about like what reading a comic that's adapted from a live action, like the other way around, like doesn't work for me. Um, oh. I have read a couple things. Like, I, I read some like. Um, prequel supernatural books, which are actually really fucking good because they're all about their dad. So it's just like yeah. you know the continued adventures of Jeffrey Dean Morgan, which is pretty oh, you cool. mean Negan? Negan, yeah. Oh god. <laughs> um, or the comedian. But like That's I don't true. know. There's just something about like reading about their continued like adventures in Buffy and stuff, and like not watching it when I know that it could have been like a live action thing had ratings kept up. It just it bums me out. Oh, but they they could not with the budget they had. They That's could true. not do the shit they uh that they're talking about in there. They have a fucking submarine, so like oh god, like crazy shit happens. That's crazy. All right, so so, so but yes, we get a real life end of Buffy. Yep. And I mean, we had an end, but you know, a, like a, the the uh, other things, other things. Uh, Dave, what about you? Just so I know, any comic, correct? I'm gonna regret saying. Doesn't this, have to be Marvel. Yes. Spawn. Okay. Mm. I do not regret. Interesting. I would love because Spawn would almost follow the um, the same formula mm-hmm. where he shows up in an alley, burns all over his body, knows his name is Al Simmons, but doesn't know why he got there. Actually, no, I don't think he knew who he was at that point when he wakes up. And like the first season could be just him realizing what he is that he is now like a hell spawn, a weapon of Satan or a weapon of Malbosia. So like, yeah, and the Shadow Spawn. King is he- Violator. Ooh. <laughs> same grin, same grin. I heard they're, I heard they're doing another Dane spawn DeVito movie. As, uh, if, to be, if it's on FX, Dane DeVito could be clown. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yes. Think about it. Yes. It's on yes. FX. Wow. They could actually get him to be mm-hmm. the clown. Um, I heard they're doing another spawn movie though. I don't know what like any yeah, more details, too. but hopefully it's fucking good this time. And they don't rely on the cape special effects in order to like sell the goddamn oh. movie. Um, and John Leguizamo. And John Leguizamo. Uh, and it, and his poopy underwear. Remember that? Uh, <laughs> took his underwear out. And it was like poop. Ugh. He pooped his pants. Gross. He pooped Ooh. his pants. That's not professional, John Leguizamo. Uh, from the chat, we're, say, we're seeing Agent Venom. A very interesting choice. Um, Agent Venom, for those of you who don't know, uh, the Venom symbiote, instead of being on Eddie Brock, is now on Flash Thompson. Um, the childhood uh. bully of Peter Parker. Who has now lost both of his legs because he was in the Iraqi war, lost his legs, came back. Uh, so the symbiote just generates symbiote legs for him when he's Agent Venom. Also, the perfect like alter ego, right? Hey, dude, that dude has legs. I don't. Can't possibly be me. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Awesome. Um, he's piled around with Guardians of the Galaxy. He's done a lot of undercover work for the government, things like that. Um, really, really cool What's stuff. What's he look like? I'm going to look that up right now. Now, for me, I don't. I think I've stumped myself on this one. There isn't really any. Not like an option. Most most things have already kind of become, right? Like like Daredevil, um, Punisher is coming up, so I can't really say that. Um, Pick the obvious one, Greg. Pick the obvious one. Ghost yeah, Rider. Yeah, the obvious one. Uh, I thought you were gonna say Booster Gold, but I don't want him in a green yeah, TV so I show. I thought you were gonna say Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger. Uh, powdered to- Powdered <laughs> Toast say, Man. Um, powdered Toast Man. That's what I want. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say which could really be done without put too much um, explanation. Um, the Red Hood. Yeah, that would be really cool too. But like, 
I just like I, I feel like I need to distance myself from uh, from DC's live action stuff, <laughs> which is going to be tough considering my uh, my little handle that we have on here. But um, I'm I'm gonna say like a solid Ghost Rider like television show where he just gr- like rides across the country and just like brings vengeance everywhere he goes. So I'm thinking like actually Sons of Anarchy and even have. Um, Jax Teller play Johnny Blaze. Ooh. Just to stay with the stereotype. Just do go with the typecasting. Just you're just gonna forever. He's trying to be King Arthur now. No, no, no. You stay you stay on you stay on that goddamn motorcycle until I tell you to get off. What if you have Miles Teller and then <laughs> JK Simmons just yells at Goldstrader while he tries to play drums the whole time? Terrible. I'd watch that movie. Terrible. Or a TV show. Or maybe even like um like Spider-Man when he's wearing like the the symbiote suit, like a little mini series on that, that'd be really cool. Actually, you know what? Even just cool. straight Venom, there was a, a comic I read like back in the day, and it was crazy because I got it from like I had like extra like I was a kid, I had extra Toys R Us bucks, and they had this like comics bundle that was just like just the amount that I had extra for. So I got it, and it was the darkest Venom stuff I've ever read in my life. That was just sitting in like a freaking like weird bundle at Toys R Us. He um fights the juggernaut in it but he ends up like falling huh. into this like weird toxic like like hexis from fern gully kind of goop thing mm-hmm. that like also has consciousness and like latches onto the symbiote and like, gives him mini venom heads and like he hears all their voices and he goes crazy and he's able to like actually take on the juggernaut and stuff like that it's fucking weird but like the art was just like really dark and gritty something like that i'd love to see Instead of doing like just a crappy Venom movie that's like, we all know it's going to be terrible, right? We all know that that Venom movie they're going to make is not going to be good. I'm just calling it right now. I calls them as I sees them. And with that, I'm going to call it as I see it here. We're out of time. <laughs> that's wow. it. Oh, no, it is that time. Yeah, Holy shit. Yeah, that's it. We, we got to uh, just about an hour, maybe 55 minutes, depending. Um, eh? And I, I, let me let me I haven't actually read this in a while. So let me let me just go ahead <clears throat> put on my narration voice for you. And that's all the time that we have for this week. Remember to follow us on Facebook, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google Play, iTunes, and right here on twitch.tv slash badcaddy fungi. 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 Badcaddy funky. Funky. You're a fun guy. Funky. Someone make that <laughs> URL real quick before we lose it. Uh, also on YouTube too, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, feel free to leave us a little bit, a little bit of a rating on iTunes and uh, you know Google Play, wherever you listen to us. We love to hear what you have to say. We love to hear what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. It's appreciated as always. Helps us grow. We literally don't spend any money at all on um, advertisement, although we did like year one, but not anymore. Not anymore. We're wise to that. Hey. <laughs> so we literally only grow from you guys telling your restaurants. Don't be like the, like like those those. I know I said I'm going to read it, but I'm going to stop right now. Um, don't be like like the high school where it's like, oh, I have this like know this really cool hip indie band, and I'm not going to tell you because I don't want them to get big and like you know crazy and stuff like that. Uh, don't do that. Don't be that guy. And end of change. We're already crazy. We're already so crazy. About it. We're already full of ourselves, so it can't get any worse. Really. Um, until next time, guys. We will see you next time, or we will see you another time. Goodbye. Or never. I'll see you.